I didn't mean to do that to you, but we are actually recording. <laughs> you meant to. No, that. I'm getting. I'm still getting used to PC where you can just touch the touch the the trackpad. Yeah, true. Uh, and it will it'll go as a click, whereas the Mac does not do that. Hello, and welcome to Punk Goes Pod, the internet's only podcast that chronicles Fearless Records Punk Goes Ellipses series. To answer the age-old question, hell yeah or yeah nah? Thank you for cutting me off there. I would have kept going. I've just this week. I've just been like huge on interrupting men, <laughs> men mostly. Um, I don't like. We're all going to be dead one day, and I don't have time to sit there and. But no, beautiful. I love it. I just, know. just assertive, Emma. <laughs> I shouldn't be doing that to you though. That is incredibly rude. Oh, look, this is this week. I don't care. You can interrupt me as much as you want. <laughs> Uh, so this week's song is Wonderwall by Oasis, as covered by Cartel, for Punk Goes 90s. Yes, sorry, uh, I am, you'll hear some bumps. We are, we don't know ourselves anymore. We've got a new recording set up. New, new equipment, new us. I know. It was between the air mattress and the new <sighs> mics and the new house. So much and the, new. Yeah, we're just onwards and upwards yep. here at Punko's Pod HQ. We have p- p- filters, so... <laughs> <laughs> it's nearly 9pm yeah. on a Wednesday night, because this is the only time that we could really do it this week. And you had like a, you had a PT session <sighs> and... Got my ass handed back to me. I had I'm to. De- so tired. I had to decide whether dinner was going to be cooked or not, which is going to be having donuts for dinner. Um. Yeah. Look. At this point, I am happy to just have <laughs> whatever my hands can grab out of the cupboard for dinner. <laughs> anyway, no one gives a shit what we're eating for dinner. No. Um, I guess we just get into Wonderwall. Maybe. And all the roads we have to walk are winding And all the lights that lead us there are blinding There are many things that I would like to say to you But I don't know how Because maybe Well, that, that makes me think of, it was friend of the pod, Jason Morrison, wasn't it, that tweeted out one time, um, someone asked me if I could play Wonderwall and I said, maybe. I think it's just a meme. He may have retweeted it. Shout uh, out to friend of the pod, Jason, all the same. Yeah. We miss you. Um, yeah. It, I don't know. It's a very dad joke brand. That is a really dad um, joke brand. We'll me- get into some dad stuff a little bit later on, but, um. Yeah. Mm, no, I'm a fan. So let's get into just the the details about Oasis. It's they're one of those bands like they're huge. Yeah. This was huge, but I don't. I couldn't tell you anything after or before this. I know there was like was it Champagne Super, Supernova or something. It was on the same album. Cool. Yeah, I couldn't tell you anything beyond what's the story, Morning Glory. Even though that's a cool album. Okay. Yep. So, anyway, I do have some details about the band. They formed in 1991 from Manchester, England. I can't help but feel mildly responsible for their existence. Why? Oh, because of the same year. Yeah, sort of like butterfly effect. Like, I wonder if, like, if I'd never been born, would they not exist? And is that a fair trade? I mean, I feel like you have to, like, your responsibility starts at a certain age. And, like, when you're an infant... (laughs) 
And I mean, you don't know they could have started anywhere between January 1st and sometime in late March. That's true. If you're not wanting me to, to disclose yeah. your actual <laughs> yeah. birth date. We'll try not to completely dox ourselves on here. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that makes me feel a bit better. Thank you. So the band began as The Rain, consisting of Liam Gallagher on vocals, Paul Arthurs playing the guitar, Paul McWigan on bass, and Tony McCarroll on drums. And it was after returning from working as a roadie for Inspiral Carpets, Liam's brother Noel joined the band to play guitar. Oasis has sold over 75 million records worldwide, making them one of the best-selling bands of all time. Just going to interrupt again. Um... Inspiral Carpets, is that a band? Yes. And also, what does Inspiral mean? No idea. Is it something to do with inspirational? I don't know. Is it Inspiral? Is it Inspiral? Is it Inspiral? Are you in in a spiral? While you keep filling in the listener on what... um, So, it said... As I said, they've sold over 75 million records worldwide. The fact was from uh, 2014, so it was like, they've sold roughly 75 million, and I just was like, well, surely they've sold at least one album since yeah. since 2014 in the last seven years, so I just calculated it up that that's over 75 million. <laughs> uh, so I've written here that Oasis is just as famous for their music as they are for the controversies the Gallagher brothers have garnered since their inception. Before we get into that, let me just do a quick detour to Inspiral, whatever the hell that means. Just real quick. Ah, Inspiral? To spiral inward. Oh, ah. Inspiral. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Okay. That's so very it's, funny. So it's Inspiral Carpets. So it's carpets that are spiralling inwards. Yes. Describing the paths of a pair of binary stars that are losing energy and spiralling in towards each other. Mm. What was that noise? That was Windows Defender. Ah. But I doubt that that would have been... I doubt that that would have come up in the recording. Ah, whoops. Um, So that's very funny. We both fucked it completely. In Spiral. Um, Also, I won't go into the history of the band, but I did just pick up from a quick Google that it was really awful. Like, the drummer of In Spiral Carpets, Craig Gill, he died by suicide after 20 years of unbearable tinnitus. Jeez. Yeah. Like, his wife said, like... Yeah, he'd long suffered from sleep deprivation and anxiety because of it, and mm. that there needs to be, like, more attention paid to it. Yeah. That's cooked. Probably, and probably from playing music. Yeah, that's really awful. Yeah, that's horrible. That's why you wear earplugs, guys. Yes. Even I, though I don't practice what I preach, I literally get to a show, I'm like, this feels weird, I, like, take them out. I find, like, I still get everything, it just takes away that, that hard edge to it. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I look like a dag with my with my earplugs that have a cord connected to them, <laughs> like like I'm a like I'm a middle aged man with reading glasses. No, they, uh... good on you. Um, what was I gonna say? Yeah, I'm definitely like going deaf in my old age. Like I've started like listening to people with a hand cupped behind my ear. I'm just like, oh my god, <laughs> cringe, but also beyond cringe. Like I'm an idiot for not. Looking after my ears earlier, so don't do what I did. At least you're not as much of an idiot as the Gallagher brothers. Don't do what Donnie Don't does. <laughs> anyway, what have they done? So during a flight to Australia in 1998, an incident involving a scone, Liam Gallagher was banned for life from Cathay Pacific Airlines. It doesn't say what he did with the scone, but I'm assuming he threw it at someone. Yeah, yeah. And probably... Very heavily intoxicated. Sure. <laughs> well, I mean, I get the... Actually, I get the feeling that they just do these things sober. Like... I... I th- Yeah. I don't know. It's sort of one of those things, like, you could peg it to them being, like, inebriated, but also I think they're just assholes. To, to borrow a proper... A popular British term, they're twats. Utter <laughs> twats. Proper... Balance. You prat. In 2006, 
Liam also got into a fight with soccer player Paul Gascoigne. The altercation ended with Gallagher spraying a fire extinguisher in Gascoigne's face. On an early US tour, Liam would say derisive things about the American audiences, saying, Americans, Americans want grungy people stabbing themselves in the head on stage. They get a bright bunch like us on stage wearing deodorant on. They don't get it. That's... And I want to know, since when were the British known for hygiene? I mean, like... People... I'm not trying to, 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 like, like slag on British people, but also, like, a very common British thing is, like, how horrible their teeth is. Which I guess you can sort of, like, why the fuck is dentistry so inaccessible? Even mm. over here, like, literally everywhere, for some reason, it's just an add-on to extra, like, healthcare, whatever. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, if anything, I wouldn't call the Gallagher's like the epitome of like being neat, tidy, pristine mm. young gentlemen. Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's like when it's like when conservatives get outraged at you know influencers and musicians and stuff. People like the Kardashians, like, oh, you're a terrible influence to my daughter. It's like, where? When did I say I was going to be an influence to your daughter? Mm. Like. Yeah. Who, who asked, who, why did you ask me to look after your daughter's interests? Mm. Yeah, that sort of thing. So, while receiving the award for best album of the past 30 years at the 2010 Brit Awards, Liam, in a very sweary, swear-heavy speech, thanked all the members of Oasis except for his brother Noel, then handed the award to a stranger in the audience. Sure. I will say this, though. He recognises that the climate change is a is a threat and needs to be looked into and was a and was an outspoken supporter of Greta Thunberg. Yeah. So that's good. You know. At least at least he's not like he he's a bit of an idiot in terms of like the things that he does, but at least he looks at it and goes, Alright, maybe the world's fucked and I don't want it to be completely fucked for my children. It feels like of the two, like Liam is slightly less of an prick a knob yeah but he's still a prick yeah yeah, um, yeah. sorry please keep going so now on to noel noel has fueled a long-running feud with the member's rival brit band blur saying he hoped they die of aids that's he pretty quickly recanted the statement well, but at the same time he still said i hope they die of aids and also like wait a when was that like the 90s ah well like that's when the aids crisis was relatively f- yeah, Fresh was. yeah. Like that's... that's that's when you still had the fear of, you know, wipe the toilet seat down because you could get AIDS from sitting on a toilet seat if someone previously sat on the toilet seat. Well, it's like, and I guess like, because they're two different types of like pandemics or whatever, but like, that would be like if someone just said, I hope you die of COVID. Yeah. Like that's fucked up. Yeah. And just the stigma attached to HIVs. Like, uh And also, like, don't forget that was... Still, I think at the time where it was seen as the homosexual disease. Yeah. So he's probably also inferring. So he's also probably a homophobe on top of it. And let's get into something that he else, that he also might be. He got pissy that Jay-Z headlined the 2008 Glastonbury Festival saying it was wrong to have hip hop at the festival because it was a guitar festival. So he's probably also racist. What a shithead. Pro- like, I'm, I'm not saying, I, I, I can't say that he is, but like, if you're saying, oh no, yeah, no, hip hop, hip hop shouldn't be at Glastonbury, it should be guitars. It's like, yeah, if it looks like a dark, walks like a dog. Yeah, it's racist. He also called Phil Collins's music bland and the opposite of what he stands for. <laughs> okay, Noel, I, I mean, I mean, I would rather listen to Sue Studio than Wonderwall. I would rather listen to Sue Studio over a lot of things. Yeah, that song fucking rips like okay Noel but the rest of the world thinks Phil Collins is great right yeah uh also last year he wouldn't wear a mask during the pandemic saying if I get it that's on me if you get it that's on you and the fact that you've just passed it on to like fucking everyone so he he's saying like I take responsibility if I get it but not shit but not caring at all if he gives it to someone else Speaking of, just real quick, like, if you are in Melbourne and listening to this, wear your fucking mask on the train. Mm. Like, 
it is taking every inch of my being to not be like, hey, mate, where's your mask? To mm. like 15 to 20 people per carriage that just aren't. I mean, there's a sign for it on the on public transport, like, wear your mask. But my freedoms in this country where I'm so oppressed. No, oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. How are they not, like, how are they not a friggin' hardcore punk band in the same vein as, like, the Sex Pistols or Gigi Allen and the Murder Junkies? Like, how are they this sort of, like, really bland Beatles copy? In my mind, they're a bland Beatles copy. Like, they're capital G good in terms of, like, I can see why people enjoy them. Mm. But fucking, like, they're just so infuriating. Like, it's that thing of, like, you just sort of continue to give them attention for just being turds. Mm. And so they're just going to keep playing up. It's like, or we could focus on, like, more interesting music. I guess I would say not in their favour, but... At least, like, they don't hide the fact that they're assholes. Yeah, like, it's true. not like, like, it annoys me how much people think Elon Musk is amazing when he's <laughs> just, he's he's just a rich asshole who likes memes. Yeah. He like, tanked. He tanked Dogecoin. Good on you, Elon. Mm. You don't. You don't invent things. You just patent things. Basically, just like middle-aged white guys are like the most embarrassing thing. I don't know how old Elon is, but... Oh, he'd have to be in. The the pictures of him when, when PayPal was starting, and he has that really thin hairline. Mm. Like, that was, what, the early 2000s? Yeah. He'd have to be in his... He'd have to be middle-aged. Mm. I don't know. Well, it's just, yeah, like, fucking just stop it. We stop could it look it up, but I'm also not going to. No. So do you want to take the facts about the song? Yes. So... The song was recorded for Oasis's second studio album, What's the Story, Morning Glory, which was released in 1995. I believe it's OASI. Sure. The song was produced by Noel Gallagher and Owen Morris and describes an imaginary friend who is going to come and save you from yourself. Uh, In 2013, the song was voted number one in Triple J's 20 Years of Hottest 100, which, I don't know, fair enough, I guess. Um, Mm. the song was initially called Wishing Stone, which is a really crap name for a song. F, not FYI, IMO. I mean, what's a Wonderwall? (laughs) Really? (laughs) After all, you're my wishing stone. (laughs) Uh, in an early interview, Noel Gallagher said the song was for his then wife, Meg Matthews. But after their divorce, he said the song was not for her. So boohoo, Noel, fuck off. Uh, and the song reached number one in Australia, Canada, and New Zealand, number two in the UK, and number eight in the US. I'd love to think that... I didn't check into this, but I'd love to think that the reason why he's so pissy with Blur is because Blur got a number one hit at that same time. I'd love to think. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Because their, their rivalry or feud was like, Stemmed from the early to mid-90s, so... Jeez. I just, yeah, just sit down. I don't care. (laughs) Sit down and shut up. So what do you think of the song? I mean, back in the day, I really liked it. And, like, I still really like it for what it is, but it's just been so overplayed Mm. at this point. Like, both earnestly and also ironically, as a meme, as, like, as a joke, whatever. So that now when I hear it, I just groan. I was saying to you the other day and other friend of the pod, Mark, that uh, when Wonderwall came out and was, you know, growing in popularity, it would have exponentially increased the sales in capos for guitars because yeah. it uses a capo. And it's for anyone who's like, oh, yeah, I want to learn a bit of acoustic guitar. And it's like, I need to get a capo because I need to play Wonderwall. I think that's the thing that annoys me so much. But it's also a classic, like, trope slash cliche of, like, this is a white guy with an acoustic guitar song. Yeah. Like, literally every, like, college, like, cookout or house party or frat party or whatever, has had, like, some white dude 
pull out his guitar and be like, anyway, here's Wonderwall. And it's just like, sure, I get it. But also there are so many other interesting songs and yeah, I don't know. Do you know what that song should be that like every white man plays on acoustic guitar now at parties and bonfires? Classical gas. (laughs) Now do classical gas. (laughs) Yeah, I, um, no, I'm not a huge fan. I've never been a huge fan of this song. Um, I believe that Green Day's Boulevard of Broken Dreams is the better version of this song. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Would you agree with that statement? I mean, I'm pro-Green Day all the time, so yes. yes. There is a bias there. Yes. Um, yeah, it just... I I can see all the elements there. I can see everything in its separate little box and go, okay, I, I can feel like it's impressive that, you know, Noel was able to pull it together, but it is also just kind of a flat song. Yeah. Um... Uh, this is someone who's been listening to a lot of doom metal as the, you know, the days get shorter. Like, that's a lot of just, like, very flat, slow music. And this yeah. is just, I don't know, this just, if this is a love song, like, this is a kind of a horrible love song. Like, I like it that it's, as a love song, it's not soppy. That's like, true. As a teenager, I guess it sort of worked for me because it was like, oh, wow, this is really complicated and mm. sort of moody and inward-facing and um, I don't know. It just it felt a bit more right to me than like, I can't think of a good example. But but yeah, it it feels like one of those songs where it's simultaneously saying a lot and then nothing at all. Mm-hmm. And so I just tire of that. (laughs) Yeah. And again, like if I was to just out of the blue and you like this song didn't exist. If I was to out of the blue say, you're my wonder wall, baby. Yeah. What would your response be to that? Thanks. Yeah. How do you, is that a compliment? Is it an insult? What is it? I don't know. I, I recall having a conversation with my father Shout out to my father, who's not listening. And we we were just on the phone and we were talking about something and I'm trying to sort of wind down the conversation so that I can leave because I needed to leave. And so, like, we're getting close to, like, saying our goodbyes. I'm like, all right, so I think I need to to head off. And he's sort of like, yeah, so I was out somewhere the other day and Wonderwall was playing. I really don't like that song. Really? I really, really don't like that song. And I'm like, nah, me neither. Um, it was a real bonding moment for you and your dad. <laughs> just like, it's just like, like, just the fact that the conversation was ending and then just like picks it back up with, yeah, don't really feel anything for wonderful, wonder, wonderful, wonderful. Ah, <laughs> oh, bless him. <laughs> So I guess like father, like son in that <laughs> regards. Um, yeah, I don't know. It just, it, as I said, it's never really done anything for me. And I don't know. I, I made the statement last week that Oasis does the Beatles better than Jet did the Beatles. But again, this like, true. again, I don't have any fondness for the Beatles. So it's not like that means anything to me. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Um, I feel like we're, well, this is one of those classic episodes where, like, I feel like we should be doing more for mm. this song and for this band, but also just, like, I just don't care about them enough. They don't, inde- like, endear themselves to me by nah. being just absolute pricks. Yeah, and, and I don't know, like, Liam kind of has an annoying voice, <laughs> to be perfectly honest. I'm I'm sure there, like, if there are some, like, hardcore Oasis fans, which there are hardcore, hardcore Oasis fans out there, and if you're listening to this, like, I'm sorry, I'm not trying to offend you, I just don't care for Oasis. Um, again, like, people with this sort of personality are releasing much more abrasive music, like, (laughs) I don't, I don't know why they're, they're like this. 
Um, and in terms of delivering just a run-of-the-mill like breakdown of Oasis, blah, 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 I'm sure you've heard it all before. Ah. Um, but yeah, just one last thing. In your defense of you saying that you feel like we should have done more, don't forget last week we did basically like a song that's still one of the biggest songs of the 2010s. Like, yeah. You know, I it, do not remember what it somebody was. that I used to know. Oh, yeah. Just like the phenomenon that was that, like that was a real like change, like a shifting sort of like a, a song with movement. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't know. Should we just move on? I think so. So cartel, they're not an actual cartel, which is good. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so cartel formed in 2003 from Conyers, Georgia. Mm-hmm. The founding band members met during college. As most bands seem to do, if yeah. not high school. Yeah, a lot of these sorts of bands do. So they gained notoriety after Alternative Press put the band on their 2005 list of bands you need to listen to. And they were also named Yahoo Yahoo Music's winner in the March 2006 Who's Next competition. Sick. The song Honestly featured on the soundtrack for the movie John Tucker, John Tucker Must Die. I seem to recall that movie being good when I was a teenager. I'd like to watch it again as an adult because I'm sure it's not as good as I remember. Mm. But at the time I was like, this movie rules. <laughs> So, the group also featured on the MTV series Band in a Bubble. <laughs> can you describe a little bit about Band in a Bubble for us? I can us? do my best as someone who was aware of the Australian version of Band in a Bubble, mm-hmm. um, which occurred in Melbourne at Federation Square in the late 2000s, mid 2000s? Mid. Yeah, mid 2000s, and featured the band Regurgitator. Uh, and so the idea was that. It's exactly what it sounds like. Like, they set up, like, a little sort of bubble-slash-igloo-type structure in which the band lives and records and sleeps and does everything and it's televised. Um, Sorry, I should interrupt. It was mid to late, so it was about 2007. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I remember being super interested by the concept, but we didn't have pay TV, so I never got to watch it. It was kind of like... Big Brother with a band. Yeah. And they, I mean, I guess they had more freedom, but they still couldn't leave the bubble. Yeah, Like, we say a bubble. I've got the statistics here. The bubble was created using 55,000 pounds of steel (laughs) truss and quarter-inch thick proof, fireproof rigid fiberglass. Yes, that means so much to me. (laughs) I mean, it sounds solid. I the, like to think that someone out there is like a tradie and they're just like, ooh. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> that sounds, that sounds legit. So the bubble contained a 2,000 square foot, 190 meter square recording studio, as well as a kitchen, dining room, lounge area, and bathroom. 
The band's sleeping area was on the top level, which was held nine feet in the air by airplane hanger cables. Do you think they slept on bunk beds? Yeah, I feel like that's a very, like, band on the road kind of setup. Do you think they, they slept on bunk beds that was like, they're a four-piece, I'm pretty sure, so it was like four bunk beds? Nah, two and two. Oh, all right. Uh, so, on June 3rd, 2007, Cartel's front window was broken by striking winds coming from Pier 54 exactly ten days after they had first entered the bubble. <laughs> Maybe they should have uh, invested in some bulletproof glass with all that. I mean, a quarter-inch thick, fireproof, rigid fiberglass... That'd be that'd be the maybe if they've done a half inch thick. That'd be the surface. Yeah, the but actual... if it was made of, yeah, that's a good point. Actually, yeah. every time I see fiberglass, I'm just like, that is glass, but like it's not glass in the sense of like glass window type. No, but it is glass. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, it's got glass in the in the the title. That'd be pretty deceiving. And fiber. So the staging concluded on. The 12th of June, when the band exited the bubble and performed the new album live. That's... The more I think about it, it's kind of fucked. Like, how long did they have in there? 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. So it was like 24 days? Yeah. So a bit over three weeks to record an album. I guess... Well, record, it doesn't necessarily say they wrote an album. I mean, you hear about bands, like, Black Sabbath wrote Paranoid basically by fuck it, just jamming on stage. Mm. Like, they, they were hired by a pub to perform for, like, seven hours. They didn't have seven hours worth of material, and they were just, like, dicking around and, like, basically wrote an album in, yeah. that, in that way. Um, you know, so they potentially could have written and recorded an album, or they could have had all the material ready to go. Yeah, true. I don't know. And they might have just thought, well, we're here. Might as well have a little uh, holiday. <laughs> in a bubble. In a bubble. <laughs> sure. Would you Would you take a holiday in a bubble? I mean, I'd take a holiday anywhere at this point. True. I'd sleep in a bubble for a night. Yeah. Like, or two. I wouldn't, I wouldn't spend a month in one. Yeah, that's a good point, actually. Like, what's um, the air conditioning situation like? Well, that, like, if it were, like... I don't know if hermetically sealed is the right word, but, like, if it were, like, temperature, like, fixed. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, like, if it, climate controlled, that's the word I was thinking of. If it were climate controlled, that would be fine. But I'm sure after the events of last year, after about a day, I'd be like, okay, this is starting to wear thin on me. The... The two that I want to do is I want to spend a night in one of those Japanese, like... Oh, like the capsule hotel. Capsule. Yeah. And I want to spend... I want to spend my life living in a treehouse. I know this. Yeah. If I could, I would build you one, but (laughs) I can't. Oh. Well, that's been Structure Corner. (laughs) Yeah. A new segment. Carpentry Corner. A a new segment of... uh, we should get your brother on to talk about building stuff. We, this is the, the new segment. Is fiberglass glass or not glass? Yeah, exactly. Words with two words in them. Back to the song, though. What, what do you think of this cover? I like this cover as much as I dislike the original. Like, this yeah. really sort of refreshed the song for me. I think... Listening to this one and listening to other covers yeah. has made me realise I don't dislike the song. I think I just dislike... And it's not even the band. I shouldn't put, like lump the rest of them in there. But I think I just dislike the Gallaghers to a point that I'm just put off this song. Yeah, I agree. And, like... it, Yeah, like, it's... I don't know. Like, it's a song that says a lot and then not, a, not much. But then, like... There's a reason why it got so big. And so yeah, to hear other people doing it and sort of giving it new life, because isn't this one of those songs that they hate to play live, Oasis? Well, I mean, Oasis wouldn't be together anymore. That is true. Considering how much the Gallaghers despise each other. This is true. But, like, 
Yeah, I believe it's I believe it's one that they're pretty tired. Or they were pretty tired of Yeah, playing. and like, sure, I get that, but also that's the reason you're on stage, yeah. is for songs like that. But yeah. like, it's nice to hear other takes on it because it takes the bones of that song and just revives it and mm. turns it into something that is actually bearable to listen to and doesn't feel dull, doesn't feel overdone, despite how overexposed the original was. Because I'm looking, they got together in, what was it, 2003. So, like, they would have been kids slash teenagers when this originally came out. So, they probably were fans mm, of yeah. the original. And, yeah, like, it does feel like they're they're doing it with, with love. Yeah, and um, it's not, like, hammed up. It's mm. not, like, it's earnest, but not... And, like, I have a real thing about being, like, being like, oh, that's so cringe, but, like, it's not... Cringy. No, no, they not don't at all. do like an overwrought. Like it's just a very honest, straightforward cover that they do really well. When he starts to show off his vocals, it reminds me of uh, Matt from the Getaway Plan. Oh yeah, as well. Like he's, he's, he starts to really sound like him. Um, yeah, it's just I, I I listen to a little bit of their stuff. They're kind of one of those bands. And again, I only really listened to like a few songs. Mm. I haven't listened to, to much and I only really sort of discovered them from doing this podcast. They're one of those bands I'm not too sure if I would have gotten into. They definitely come across as a bit of a flat pop punk band. Um, They're sort of like more piano driven, aren't they? Sort of? Uh, not so much. Oh, okay. Um I always get them mixed up with Cursive, who are very, like, piano-driven. Mm. But, um, at least I think so from, like, the one album of Cursives I listen to. But they they unnecessarily have three guitarists because the lead singer also plays guitar. Okay. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> good for them, I guess. Good, good for them. Oh, no, I said they were a four-piece. No, they were a five-piece. Right. Um, because, yeah, three guitarists, a bassist... A drummer and one of the guitarists is a singer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, again, it's just like, why do you have three guitarists mm. there? Um, but no, I do really, in saying that, I do really enjoy their cover and I do really enjoy the elements that they, they put into it. And yeah. it's not even like it's like heavy or anything like that. It just, it just has that bit of like fresh energy to it yeah like it just it feels warmer it feels lived in like but yeah like it sort of brings it to a new audience yeah and it's a very welcome reprieve from the like ryan adamsy type covers where it's just like white dude who abuses women with mm. a guitar just sort of being like, Today is gonna be the day. Like, and we're not talking about the Ryan Adams. No, fuck I mean Ryan you can slam Adams. on it if you want. No, but like, he's just he's fucked. Fuck him. Um, don't. Um, yeah, like it's it's a nice change in that it's full bodied. It's got that band behind it. It's mm. not just a sort of like sad boy tune. Hmm. Which I mean, the original does have that full band but like they just, come in they come in pretty late into the song like yeah the other members so it's almost like i don't know it's almost like the gallagher's fighting each other for like supremacy over length of the <laughs> song and then eventually the other members are just like we got to get our money in here somehow <laughs> we gotta, we got to get in here at some point yeah i did like in the film clip that there's people playing saws. And I don't know if that's actually a part of the song. Ah. Like playing an actual saw. Oh, like how they make it sort of go like woo. Yeah, but like with a with a violin bow. Oh. Yeah. That's weird. It's cool though. Yeah. So But no, I really love this cover. I'm keen to check out more of Cartel because I remember they were like one of the names of like, oh you have to hear this band, but again, I've probably heard the song that was on, honestly, I've probably heard that song. I don't know how much else of them I would have heard in terms of what leaked through via um, LimeWire, that kind of thing. Mm. 
But similar to um, Jamison Parker and like those ones, I want to yeah. go back and like re-listen. Yeah. Or listen to them. Yeah. Yeah. Give them a go with new ears. Absolutely. Somebody wants to me. The world is gonna hold me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was a fucking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an elf on her forehead. Well, the years start coming and they don't stop coming. That's who the rules and I hit the ground running. So let's carry on with more covers. Mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with John Sedano. Yes. And his cover of Wonderwall, which I guess is a half a cover of Wonderwall. Yeah. If you would call it that. I don't know. It's, look, it's, you would have heard, it is exactly what, you know, what you're hearing. It's the guitar of Wonderwall with the vocals of All Star by Smash Mouth. And this is John Sedano's, like, signature meme is, I want to say, like, literally, but, like, yeah, any song you can think of, but with Smash Mouth over the top, which is one of our favourite things to do at karaoke. (laughs) Yes. So, shout out to a friend of the pod, Richard, as he. Um, But, like, because this became a trend, I think, like, last year or the year before, where it would be now... In the title, Wonderwall, but it's All-Star. Yeah. Whereas yeah. here he just says Wonderwall by Oasis. <laughs> and and you, you... Sorry, you go. No, you go. I was just going to say, and you'd look at the thumbnail and go, well, I want to hear this guy sing. And there's just something about like his entire channel that never fails to crack me up because you know what you're in for. Like, yeah. you know... Like, it's sort of like that, say the line, Bart. Yeah. Like, you know you're going to get Wonderwall, no matter what the song is. But there is that thing where, like... You're going to get da- All-Star. Oh, yeah, sorry, lol. Um, but there is that part of you that, like, that, because it isn't explicitly in the title, you're like, oh, maybe, but then, mm. like, of course, All-Star. <laughs> like, it's just one of those classic bits where, like, you're in on the joke, but it just still lands every single time. <laughs> and look, maybe one day he will do it. He'll do a, like a cover that's not All Star, but maybe he'll do a cover of All Star, but with the lyrics of Wonderwall. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> you never know. Living in a wild, wild world. Speaking of wild, let's talk about Machine Gun Kelly. I was just listening to this, so he's doing this live, and just his his opening statement is just so... It's, it's such a nothing statement. Yeah, it's just like... Uh, what One of the ones is like, it's basically like, don't be embarrassed to be a fan. And it's like... Yeah, like, of what? Of you? Yeah. <laughs> like, And then, like, don't let them bring you down it's like yeah. who's them yeah and and now i'm going to sing a song about someone's now ex-wife 
And uh, yeah, and like just sort of prefaces like, oh, like I met one of my heroes the other day and it was such an amazing moment, but he doesn't say who it was. So it's just say like, who it was. And like, you would think that that would mean they're going to come out and maybe do the second verse and <laughs> no. they, there's no one there. And you're like, maybe that was Travis Barker because it's 2017. That's what I was thinking or like Feldy or something, but like, who the fuck knows? Maybe it was Megan Fox. Who knows? But like, it's just, <laughs> I'd like to think Megan Fox was a hero of his before they started dating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know, like, I've said on mic before, like, I really enjoy Tickets to My Downfall. Like, I yep. really love what Machine Gun Kelly is doing with his music at the moment. But listening to this cover, and just the whole setup of it, like, he's dressed like, which, Gallagher? Uh, Liam. Liam. He's dressed like Liam. He's got, like, the round lens, sunglasses, He's doing, like, the same pose, like, mm. hairs behind his back, leaning into the mic. Which Liam is just doing John Lennon. Yeah. Or or he was. Like, I don't know if... I don't think Liam still wears the round sunglasses, but he was just doing John Lennon back then. But I think that's the thing, is I've really noticed with Machine Gun Kelly, I don't know what his signature sound is, because he's really good at aping other people. Mm-hmm. And other sounds. Like, he obviously... Because, yeah, like, he's always done, like, sort of rapping over trap beats, that kind of thing, with, like, some punk slash rock slash whatever elements brought into it. But, like, Tickets to My Downfall is basically just a Blink-182 album. And that's no coincidence, of course, because Travis is on Mm. it. But it just so perfectly captures, like, the self-titled era of Blink. Mm. Like, it just, it's so... Because I think he's, like, my age or your age. He's my age. Yeah, so, like, yeah. he would have grown up with that. And that's, and, like, I love it, but, like, I'm also very much waiting for his next move when he'll pivot away from that and do something else and mimic it just as perfectly. Mm. And so this whole video is, like, fascinating because, yeah, like, he's up there, like, giving what he thinks is an inspiring speech, but it's just... It's the exact same speech you hear literally every other, like, Jared Leto, fucking whoever else, like, in front of a crowd doing, like, oh, don't let them bring you down. But, like, there's no substance behind it. And if you wish hard enough, you'll get it. (laughs) And not mentioning, like, but you also have to have talent. But, like, and, like, that's the thing is, like, he is very talented and, like... Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like I said, really enjoy some of his stuff. Like, but, yeah, this whole setup just really drives home to me that he is a master in his craft in terms of being able to take a concept and copy it. So he's an emulator. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that's not a bad thing. It's just an interesting thing that I hadn't quite, like I knew that it was like, yeah, I knew that when he sort of released tickets to my doubt, I was like, oh yeah, so this is him doing pop punk. Cool. But like, yeah. Yeah, see, when I listened to Tickets to My Downfall, I was I, I listened to it and went, oh, he's doing pop punk, but I wasn't like, oh, he's doing Blink-182. I had to remind myself, is it 182 or 155? <laughs> uh, he, he wasn't... I wasn't thinking, oh, yeah, he's doing that. Yeah. Exact thing. Yes, if you listen to it, it like, the drums, because it's Travis Barker, it sounds like, you know, mm-hmm. Blink on the drums. I don't know. It's... um, I would have been kind of pissed if I'd gone... And this was 2017, so Tickets to My Downfall wasn't released yet. But going to see him for his rap, and he starts playing Wonderwall. Mm. And I love it when he he calls for the audience to sing with him, and he just says, join. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like like that festival where Kanye sang Bohemian Rhapsody. And it's like... Um, I'm here to see your songs. You perform your songs. Like, yeah, cover songs can be fun, but at the same time, like, that's drastically different to what you do. Yeah. And what I've come to see. I think, like, I'm glad that we, like, I'm glad you found this and I'm glad that we watched it because it's just been an interesting exercise in terms of seeing how he conducts himself with music that's not his. Mm. Like... Because, like, he seems comfortable enough with it, but the fact that he's sort of just doing the costume, he's doing the mm. speech, he's, like, 
and that's fine, but it just kind of shows that he, like, the extent to which he branches out, and it's, like, to me, that's not signature machine gun treatment of it. Mm. It's just, that's Machine Gun Kelly, but he's singing Wonderwall at karaoke. And, yeah, like, it's just one of those ones where it's like, it's a good song to just get the crowd to yeah, sing. Yeah, it's a crowd pleaser. It's, it's a crowd pleaser. It really is. So, probably my favourite cover yeah. of the week comes to us via Jack the Envious. Yep. Yeah, this one, uh, this one, it has a lot of sort of titles in the YouTube video. It's like, uh, punk goes pop style, post hardcore. Um, I'm just going to say it's good. Yeah. <laughs> Stop! I'm not, I'm not going to put all the labels on it. I'm just going to say it's good. Like this is, this is a very fun song, a very fun video. Um, it has the sort of heavy bits, but I mean, obviously there's no growling because you, like, you enjoyed it. Yeah, I think I still don't quite know what post hardcore means. No, me neither. Um, I don't. I don't know what post punk is. Post hardcore. Post grunge. It's like, but if it's, yeah, anyway. Post grunge is like bands like Hinder and Creed and that sort of thing, isn't it? Is it? Well, I don't know. It's like grunt, it's, it's grunge inspired bands that come, that came after the grunge movement. Is that what it means? I wouldn't say that Hinder were inspired by Nirvana though. For example. You wouldn't? Um, Who would you say Hinder was inspired by then? Hinder. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I like I'm definitely just talking out my ass here. Like Alright, well let's take out Hinder and we'll say puddle of mud. <laughs> You're gonna put in a clip of that. No. <laughs> I was not gonna I mean I can. I can see you every night. I think you should do the one where it's distorted every time his voice breaks. That's wonderful. No, it slows down. It slows down. And the video gets distorted. Um, Speaking of the video, yes. One thing that really like, like, sends chills down my spine in not a good way is when people who are lip syncing a music video don't match the emotion in their face that is played out in the, in the song. Like there's a bit yeah. where one of the guys, and it's like when it's sort of really kind of like yelling the vocals and putting a lot of emotion in it, he's just kind of like, he's just kind of not yeah. <laughs> providing that. It's like, Oh, come on, come on. Bless him. How many takes did this take? And you like, yeah, you're probably on your fifth one and you, yeah. Probably tired, but I don't know. Put a little bit of emotion into it. But back to Jack the Envious. So that's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, sorry, I completely blanked out for a second there. Yeah, like, it's good. Like, again, I enjoyed it. I think one thing that sort of threw me with the video was, like, it just reminds me of 
that sort of viral video sensation of like mm. the and like all I could think of was the office like no no, no yeah no. yeah <laughs> and it just sort of was like a the tone of it didn't match the sentiment which is what you were touching on yeah but at the same time like i mean i like the video um like the black dahlia murders video for necropolis which is about like just bleakness they're bowling in the video like again their song goat of departure which is basically a love letter to to like the infernal majesty of the goat and what it represents to satan they're partying in a bar like you can have fun video clips with like heavy music but like there's just there for me personally there's something that doesn't quite marry up between Oh, that guy's taking his pants off. <laughs> and Wonderwall. <laughs> anyway, here's Wonderwall. <laughs> yeah, like it... But no, in saying that, like, the video is a hell of an effort and I really enjoy this cover. The one thing that it that it makes me lament is I wish I'd gone to a, to a gig at a house, a house gig. Oh, I know. I wish I had gone to one of those. I don't... I don't remember hearing about any of them like, around my area when I was a kid. There definitely weren't. There were parties and that sort of thing, but there was no bands playing at someone's house. Like, no. It's like, I just want to... I want to be in someone's basement while a band plays. I know. We Yeah, I definitely missed out on, like, the golden days of just house shows. And yeah. also, yeah, I think unless you live in, like, inner city, which I did not until... I was not a teen anymore. Like, it's, yeah, it's not as prevalent here, I suspect, as it is in the US, for example. And am I dreaming, or is there such a thing as, like, an alleyway show as yeah. well? Yeah. Well, Laneway Festival used to be, like, Laneway. Yeah. Like, yeah. So, like, I've not done one of those either, but also they didn't tend to be bands that I wanted to see anyway. So True. Like, like, Noel, like, nah, didn't want it to be about my ex-wife anyway. Exactly. By now, now, I don't believe that anybody feels the way I do. I don't believe that anybody feels, 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 and all the roads we have to walk So, we've got a few more still to go. Oh, we have two more. Two more. Uh, Both of which are by... Prodigy and Smash Mouth entrepreneur Neil Ciceraga. At some point, we just need to get him on the podcast. I know. I'd love to talk to him. At some point, we just need to reach out. It would be intimidating, but it would be well worth it. I don't know. I feel feel like we've got some more people that are going to be more intimidating, but... True. Yeah. So, Wonderwall without any vowels. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... It's probably my favourite of the two. Yep. So, um, just to recap, so, he yeah, he did Wonderwall, which is just Wonderwall, but, like, fucked. Like, just yeah. chopped and screwed and fucked. But, like, really good yeah. as well. And he did that one for Mouth Silence, and then the second one we're talking about is Wall Spin, which he did for Mouth Moods, and that is a smash-up of Wonderwall and You Spin Me Round. Right round? Yeah. Yeah.
Uh, so yeah, we are talking about Wonderwall from Mouth Silence. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Just because we're talking about the same person, I just don't want to get confused. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I just, I, I think everything in this works. Like, yes, it is a fever dream. Like, it's absolutely nuts. Yeah. And just like, just like the idea of how do you come up with that? How do you go from it being pretty normal to then it not, like, just basically like every word is just two day. What is the word that he, like, just, is it two days? Two day, two day, 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 then, like, the sort of, like, there's a bit where it's, like, a heavy kind of, like, ominous bass from... That sounds like it could be from, like, Friday the 13th. And then, like, reverse music. <laughs> and then ends with the Full House theme. So good. But it just... It all works. Yeah. So... And that's... That's part of the thing with Neil Cicerega is he just... He can hear this thing and go, I can put it together and make it sound good. Make it yeah. enjoyable for the listener. Like, he is literally a genius. Mm. Like, yeah, I know there have been other, like, mashup artists, like Girl Talk and, like, ones like that, but, like, Neil takes it to the next level. Like, it's truly cooked and I love it. Mm. Uh, and then, as for Wall Spin, that's been a mainstay of our karaoke sessions. Um... <laughs> Yeah, like you said, like it just makes the song better. <laughs> oh, it does. Yeah, because I said that off. Mi- oh, I said that off mic. It's like putting it with the the the, the rhythm and the, the the sound of you spin me right round. Like it just makes it better. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it makes it sound like it's from the eighties. So of course, I love it. True. But yeah, it's just it's like oh okay. It's it's again that that same thing as I said about cartel, which is like. It just gives it a fresh outlook. Yeah. And it's, yeah, I don't know. It makes the Gallagher's seem fun. I know. Of. Like, funny, that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, truly a bop. Um, if you haven't listened to any of Neil Cicerega's work yet, uh, do yourself a favour and mm. get onto it because it's a treat for your ears and your brain. I mean, if you go through enough of our episodes, you'll hear quite a bit of his work. This is true. Well, shit. <laughs> I think, is, is that it? It is. Are we done? Hell yeah or yeah nah? Uh, definitely hell yeah for the cartel one. Definitely uh, hell yeah. It, it, it does feel a little bit wrong considering how big Wonderwall was. Yeah. To say yeah nah. But again... I'm not going to choose to listen to this song ever again. That's yeah. It's one. It's kind of like that. Um, Whamageddon over Christmas, where like people try and last as long as they can without like organically oh, hearing yeah. "Last Christmas" by Wham. Like, yeah, that would be a good challenge because I feel like it wouldn't take that long to hear this somewhere and just be like, "Fuck." I feel like to me, it's uh, it's Mariah Carey that I hear more than Wham. <laughs> yeah. Which one? The All I Want For Christmas Is You. Oh, yeah, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. What, oh, yeah. I thought you were just talking about Mariah, Mariah Carey in general. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like this would be an interesting one. Although it's probably like that thing where you, like, I don't know, you buy a white car and then you see white cars everywhere. Kind mm. of, yeah, anyway. So, look, I'm sorry if there's any big Oasis fans. Like I said, I'm not going to choose to listen to this song again. I'm not even going to sing to it if it's on the radio. It's it's out of my life now, so it's mm. kind of a yeah, nah. Yeah, I'm going to give the covers, and particularly Cartel's cover, a hell yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give Oasis a maybe. Uh, the, the Gallagher's get a yeah, nah. Yeah. For sure, the Gallagher's. Like, yeah, every, time, every time that it's like we say something negative about a band, that's the band that, like, retweets us or oh. the band that responds to us, so... Honestly, that would give us some good publicity, so fucking come at us. Could you imagine if if this episode was the catalyst to get the Gallaghers back together? <laughs> Could you imagine? Peace, I... peace in Brunswick East, wherever it is they live. <laughs> Brighton East. I was about to say, they don't live in Melbourne. No, no, but, like, there's Brunswick in yeah, England. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, 
every every one of our streets are named after something British. Yep. Um, yeah, that would be very funny. Imagine. I wouldn't even be bad if they <laughs> swore at me on Twitter because been looking for something to spice up my week i mean they're not flying over here anytime soon like one (laughs) one there's a pandemic going and two i mean liam's banned from flying so i could take the gallagher's honestly i mean they attack you with scones they attack you with scones and fire extinguishers so yeah i definitely have more heft than both of them so i think (laughs) i'm fine like honestly just go for it Nothing matters anymore. Just <laughs> do it. Oh, shit. Well, next week, hopefully we're doing this at a better time and we're a bit more livelier because uh, we're doing Disturbia by Rihanna. Yes. Covered by the cab for Punk Goes Pop 2. I am very much looking forward to this episode. You are very excited. Yes. As they say in Kazakhstan. Until next time, thank you for listening. Uh, we Audi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>